Recorded live. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Saturday, January 27, 2018, and welcome to episode number 90 of the WWS Radio Network's uh, weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, I am Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. Uh, right now, this, I'm a little bit solo. Hopefully, we'll have some more folks pop on here, here momentarily. Uh, of course, our normal routine today, we'll be going back through wrestling history here for today. Plus, also be reviewing all reviewing what took place on all of our shows here in the in the radio network here <clears throat> from this past week. And also, you know, talking about a little bit further in depth about what we uh, will be doing here, of course, for the Christmas of this being Royal Rumble weekend, talking about what will take place there and everything of that nature. Also, some other wrestling news bits will uh, we'll be we'll be taking care of those for you as well. If you care to join us here, of course, on episode 90 of, of Power Hour, please sure to give us a call one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one four one three six four pound and press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here. Uh, this afternoon here on episode number 90 of Power Hour. Let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here. First off, let's go ahead and start with our wrestling history here for today, January the 27th. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 114 years ago today, which would put it at, let's see, 1904, I do believe, in Bellingham, Washington, Frank Gotch defeated Tom Jenkins to win the American Heavyweight Championship. 37 years ago today, which would put it at 1981, I believe, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes, that's right. Roddy Piper defeated Ric Flair to win the NWA United States Heavyweight title. With the win, Piper had to vacate the NWA World Television title he had won from the Mass Superstar almost three months earlier. 32 years ago, 32 years ago today, uh, let me see here, uh, let me put it at, yes, 1986 in New York City, Randy Savage defeated WWF champion Hulk Hogan via countout. The two would have a much more famous ba- uh, battle three years later that would at the time be the most watched wrestling event in pay-per-view history when they met for the WWF title at WrestleMania five. 28 years ago today, which would put it at uh, let me see here. Uh, it's 1990. WWF airs the 25th episode of Saturday Night's Main Event from the UTC Arena in Chattanooga, Tennessee. This episode was taped back on January the 3rd. Match that took place here are as follows. Randy Savage defeated Jim Duggan. Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior defeated Mr. Perfect and the Genius. Jake Roberts defeated Greg Valentine by disqualification. Dusty Rhodes and Rick Rude fought to a double countout. And Dino Bravo defeated Ronnie Garvin. Twenty-six years ago today, which would put it, uh, I believe that's 1992, WWF tapes the 30th edition of Saturday Night's Main Event from the Municipal Coliseum in Lubbock, Texas. The show, which wouldn't air until February the 8th, 
was the first for the Fox network after airing on NBC the previous seven years. The decrease in popularity of, of wrestling would essentially discontinue the series with just one more episode airing in November. Here are the matches that took place at this on this Saturday night's main event. Roddy Piper defeated the Mountie to retain the Intercontinental title. Hulk Hogan and Sid Justice defeated Ric Flair and The Undertaker by DQ. Sergeant Slaughter and Jim Duggan, who were substituted for the Legion of Doom, defeated Bo and Blake, the Beverly Brothers. And Randy Savage defeated Jake Roberts. Post-match, Roberts was looking to hit Miss Elizabeth with a steel chair as she came through the backstage curtain, but The Undertaker prevented the attack. 24 years ago today, which would put it at 1994, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 26 from the Centroplex in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Two Cold Scorpio defeated Pretty Wonderful, of course, which is the team of Paul Orndorff and Paul Roma. Ron Simmons defeated Ice Train. Lord Stephen Regal and Dustin Rhodes went to a 15-minute time limit draw for the WCW World TV title. Cactus Jack and Max Payne defeated Knobs and Sags, the Nasty Boys. Flying Brian defeated Colonel Robert Parker. With the loss, Parker was forced to wear a chicken suit. Very interesting. Excuse me. And the team of Ric Flair and Sting defeated the team of Rick Rude and Vader in a tag team elimination match. 22 years ago today, which would put it at 1996 in Philadelphia, Raven defeated the Sandman to win the ECW World Heavyweight title. Highlights of this match aired on the January 30th episode of Hardcore TV. Fifteen years ago today, which put it at 2003, on Raw from Chicago, Tough Enough Three winners Matt Capitelli and John Hennigan made their WWE debuts. They went to a no contest when another Tough Enough alum, Christopher Nowinski, interfered. For Capitelli, he would was his only match on Raw. As Jesse was about to be called up in 2006, Matt would be diagnosed with brain cancer and was forced to retire. Today, um, as, of, as, of, as of, of course, uh, 2017, he is still a trainer for Ohio Valley Wrestling. Hennigan, on the other hand, would go on to a pretty modest career in WWE, winning the ECW Championship, of course, the WWE version, three Intercontinental titles, and four tag team titles with two different partners for leaving the company in November of 2011. Ten years ago today, put it at 2008, WWE makes its high-definition pay-per-view debut with, Royal, with the Royal Rumble from Madison Square Garden in New York City. 20,793 people were in attendance with 533,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The show was, is noted for the unadvertised return of John Cena. Expected to miss as much as a year with a torn pectoral muscle, Cena returned as the final entrant in the 2008 Royal Rumble match. Here are some of the other matches that took place at this event. In a dark match, Jimmy Wang Yang and Shannon Moore defeated Deuce and Domino. Ric Flair defeated MVP. JBL defeated Chris Jericho by DQ. Edge defeated Rey Mysterio to retain the World Heavyweight title. Randy Orton defeated Jeff Hardy to retain the WWE title. John Cena last eliminated Triple H to win the Royal Rumble match and a championship match of his choosing at WrestleMania 24. And here are the entrants 
and who they who they eliminated and how many eliminations they had. First entry was the Undertaker. He he was <clears throat> he was eliminated by Shawn Michaels for getting in three eliminations. Number two was Shawn Michaels was eliminated by Mr. Kennedy. He got in two eliminations. Number three was Santino Morella. <clears throat> he was eliminated by The Undertaker with no eliminations. Great Khali was number four. He was also eliminated by The Undertaker with no eliminations. Number five, Hardcore Holly, was eliminated by Umaga with no eliminations. Number six was John Morrison. He was eliminated by Kane with no eliminations. Number seven was Tommy Dreamer. He was eliminated by Batista with no eliminations. Number eight was Batista. He was eliminated by Triple H. <clears throat> he had four eliminations. Number nine was Hornswoggle. He never re-entered the he never re-entered the match, and he eliminated. Uh, he had he got one elimination in. Number ten was Chuck Palumbo. He was eliminated by CM Punk, but he got in he got in an elimination. Number eleven was Jamie Noble. Was eliminated by Chuck Palumbo with no elimin. He he didn't have any eliminations. Number 12 was CM Punk, who was eliminated by Chavo Guerrero. Punk managed to get in one elimination. Number 13 was Cody Rhodes, who was eliminated by Triple H, but he had no eliminations. Number 14 was Umaga, who was eliminated by Batista, with one, but Umaga had one elimination. Number 15 was Snitsky. He was eliminated by The Undertaker with no eliminations. Number 16 was The Miz. He was eliminated by Hornswoggle, with no, but he had no eliminations. Number 17 was Shelton Benjamin, was eliminated by Shawn Michaels. He was eliminated. He, he was eliminated by Shawn Michaels, but he had no eliminations. Number 18 was Jimmy Snuka. He was eliminated by Kane with no eliminations. Number 19 was Roddy Piper. He also was eliminated by Kane. He had no eliminations as well. Number 20 was Kane. He was eliminated by both Batista and Triple H. He got in three eliminations. Number 21 was Carlito. He was eliminated by John Cena. He had no eliminations. Number 22 was Mick Foley. He was eliminated by Triple H with no eliminations. Number 23 <clears throat> was Mr. Kennedy. He was eliminated by Batista. He managed to get one elimination in. Number 24 was Big Daddy V. He was eliminated by Triple H. But he, had, he, get, he didn't get in any eliminations as well. Number 25 was Mark Henry. He, too, was eliminated by John Cena. No eliminations for him. Number 26 was was Chavo Guerrero. He was eliminated by John Cena with no with one elimination. Number 27 was Finley. He was disqualified, so he didn't even come in to the match at all. Number 28 was Elijah Burke. He was eliminated by Triple H with no eliminations. Number 29 was Triple H. He was eliminated by John Cena. He managed to get in six eliminations. And number 30 was John Cena, who won the match. But got, and also got in four eliminations. Uh, several little notes about this event. Finley was disqualified for entering the match before his number came up. He did so when Hornswoggle was attacked by Big Daddy V and Mark Henry. Hornswoggle, who was then rescued by Finley, left through the ropes and never returned to the match. To this day, he's the only man that's ever been disqualified from the Royal Rumble match. Number, second, secondly, Cena was the second man to win from number 30. He was the last to do so until Triple H won from number 30 uh, in 2016. And a third note here, Cena's 8 minutes and 27 seconds was the shortest time spent in the ring by a Rumble winner. That mark would 
that mark would be broken, let's see, three years later by Edge. Four years, four years, I'm sorry, five years ago today, we put it at 2013, WWE presented Royal Rumble from the U.S. Airway Center in Phoenix. 15,103 were in attendance, with 498,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Though it was up from 446 homes for the 2012 edition, the number was seen as, a, was seen as disappointing by the higher-ups in WWE. In a pre-show match, Antonio Cesaro defeated The Miz to retain the United States title. Alberto Del Rio defeated Big Show in a last-man-standing match to retain the World Heavyweight title. Team Hell No, Kane and Daniel Bryan defeated Team Road Scholars, Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow to retain the WWE Tag Team titles. John Cena last eliminated Ryback to win the Royal Rumble match and a championship match of his choosing at WrestleMania 24. I'm sorry, WrestleMania 29. Excuse me, WrestleMania 29. And The Rock defeated CM Punk to win the WWE title. CM Punk won the match originally with interference from The Shield, but the match was restarted. The Rock won just a minute later, and in CM Punk's World Championship reign run at 434 days, the longest since Hulk Hogan's four-year run ended in 1988. And here are the results of the 2013 Royal Rumble match. Number one is Dolph Ziggler. He was eliminated by Sheamus. He got in two eliminations. Number two is Jericho. He was eliminated by Ziggler. He also got in two eliminations. Number three is Cody Rhodes. He was eliminated by Cena, who got in four Cody Rhodes got in four eliminations. Number four is Kofi Kingston. He was eliminated by Cody Rhodes. Kofi got in two eliminations. Number five is Santino Morella. He was eliminated by Cody. Santino did not get any eliminations in. Number six is Drew McIntyre. He had... He was eliminated by Jericho. He had he had no eliminations. Number seven is Titus O'Neil, who was eliminated by Sheamus. He got in. <clears throat> he he did not get any eliminations at all. But him being Titus, Goldust was eliminated by Cody Rhodes. He too, Goldust didn't have any uh, eliminations as well. David Otunga was number nine. He was eliminated by Sheamus. Otunga got in one elimination. Number 10 is Heath Slater, who was eliminated by John Cena. He Slater got in one elimination. Sheamus was number 11. He was eliminated by Ryback. Sheamus got in four eliminations. Number 12 is Tensai. <clears throat> he was eliminated by Cody, Kofi, <clears throat> and he did not get any eliminations here at all. Brodus Clay was eliminated by was number 13, but he was eliminated by Chris Jericho, Heath Slater, Cody Rhodes, Sheamus, and Darren Young. Brodus did not get any eliminations in at all. Number 14 was Rey Mysterio. He was eliminated by uh, Wade Barrett. Rey Mysterio did not get any eliminations in at all. Number 15 was Darren Young. He was eliminated by Kofi Kingston. Darren Young did get in one elimination. Number 16 is Bo Dallas. He was eliminated by Wade Barrett. Bo Dallas did get one elimination in. <clears throat> number 17 is the Godfather. He was eliminated by Dolph, and he did not get any eliminations at all. Number 18 is Wade Barrett. He was eliminated by Bo Dallas. Wade Barrett got in two eliminations. Number 19 is John Cena. Cena won the Rumble. He got in, but he also got in four eliminations. 
number 20 is Damian Sandow, who was eliminated by Ryback. He got in no elimination as well. Number 21 is Daniel Bryan, who was eliminated by both Cesaro and Kane. Daniel Bryan got in two eliminations. Number 22 is Cesaro, who got eliminated by John Cena. But Cesaro had one elimination. Number 23 was Kali, who was eliminated by Kane and Daniel Bryan. Kali had no eliminations at all. Number 24 is Kane, who was eliminated by Daniel Bryan. Kane got in two eliminations. Number 25 is Zack Ryder, who was eliminated by Randy Orton. Ryder didn't get any eliminations. Number 26 is Randy Orton. He was eliminated by Ryback. Orton got one elimination in. Number 27 was Jinder Mahal, who was eliminated by Sheamus. He didn't get any eliminations in, him being Mahal. Number 28 is The Miz, who was eliminated by Ryback. No eliminations for The Miz. Number 29 is Sin Cara. He was also eliminated by Ryback. No eliminations. And number 30 is Ryback, who was eliminated by John Cena. Ryback managed to get in five eliminations. Four years ago today, put at 2014, in Cleveland, Ohio, Phil Brooks, best known to wrestling fans as CM Punk, walks out on WWE prior to that evening's Raw taping. After not showing up the next night at the SmackDown taping, WWE removed Punk from all promotional advertising. He would soon be removed from all their promotional video materials as well. And save for his entrance video playing on the March 3rd of Raw, Punk becomes persona non grata in the company. This lasted until Punk was quietly moved to the alumni section of WWE.com when his contract expired in July. WWE did not make a formal statement, but Punk thanked his fans without directly mentioning his now former employer. The retired Punk opened up about his final days in WWE in an interview on Cole Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast in November of 2014, saying, among other things, he was mailed his termination papers on his wedding day after not being contacted by the company for months. He tried to reach out to them for unpaid royalties. He ultimately sued WWE and got an undisclosed settlement, and that his declining health contributed to his surprise and exit. It turned out he was walking out around with a potentially fatal staph infection. In interviews following his walkout, Punk said it felt good to be retired at 35, and he would never, ever return to wrestling. We have some birthdays here today. First off, happy 26th birthday, a little bit of a day late. Uh, I do believe uh, uh, J.D. did mention this on Revolution last night, um, but I will mention it here again. A day, a day late here, folks, her birthday, I believe, was yesterday. But happy 26th birthday to Mercedes Kastner-Varnado. Of course, she's better known to fans these days as Sasha Banks. Born in Fairfield, California, Mercedes moved quite a bit when she was younger when her, her family had the fine schools and hospitals for her disabled brother. Because of this, she did her schooling online. Eventually, Mercedes landed in Boston where she began her wrestling career. Castner Bernardo began training for Boston area independent chaotic wrestling in 08. It wouldn't be until two years later she made her debut for the promotion in an intergender tag team match as Mercedes KV. She formed an alliance with Nikki Rocks. You may know her her time as Roxy Laveau. Also in December 2011, she defeated Alexis in an I Quit match for the Chaotic Wrestling Women's title. She would hold the championship for nearly nine months, vacating it when she signed a WWE developmental deal. 
That deal came two months after participating in a WWE tryout camp. She was assigned to NXT, WWE's developmental territory. In December, Mercedes made her television debut as Sasha Banks. She was involved in a secret admirer storyline revealed to be Audrey Marie, who was jealous of Banks' sudden success. In September 2013, after being defeated in an NXT Women's Championship match by Paige, Sasha, influenced by Summer Rae, attacked the champion. After defeating Bailey two weeks later, Sasha cut a promo and proclaimed herself as the boss. Banks and Ray would become the, BF, the BFFs, the beautiful, fierce females. Charlotte would join the group two months later after attacking Bailey. When Summer Ray moved up to the main roster in 2014, Sasha and Charlotte continued their rivalry with Bailey. The group split that summer when, after they defeated Bailey and Becky Lynch, Charlotte left Banks to be assaulted by Bailey. Late in the year, Sasha used the same influence that was used on, on her on that was used on her on Becky Lynch, and after Becky turned on Bailey, the two aligned unofficially as Team BAE, best at everything. Sasha continued to contend for the NXT Women's Title late in the year, but would lose to Charlotte on four consecutive occasions in December 2014 and January 2015. At NXT Takeover rival on February 11th. Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte in a fatal four-way match that included Becky Lynch and Bailey to win the NXT Women's Title. She would have notable successful title defenses against Charlotte and also Alexa Bliss. She'd hold the championship for just over six months before losing to Bailey in a classic at NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Post-match, the combatants, along with former rivals Becky Lynch and Charlotte, shared a hug. The bout was highly praised by wrestling pundits and fans alike and would win the NXT Year-End Award for Match of the Year. The two rematched at TakeOver Respect in a 30-minute Iron Woman match, the first involving women in WWE history. Bailey retained with a 3-2 win in Banks' final NXT match. Sasha, along with Becky Lynch and Charlotte, made their official Raw debuts in, in July as part of a revolution of the Divas division. Sasha would align herself with Naomi and Tamina as Team Bad, which was known as Beautiful and Dangerous. In her pay-per-view debut at Battleground, Sasha was defeated in a triple threat match involving Brie Bella and Charlotte. Sasha defeated Nikki Bella in a non-title match via submission in July and wrestled Paige to a draw in a women's beat-the-clock challenge. After briefly feuding with Paige, Sasha went on a winning streak before being taken off television allegedly due to an injury an injury that Sasha denied. Sasha returned at the Royal Rumble attacking both Charlotte and Becky Lynch, seemingly putting her name in the hunt for the Divas title. After breaking away from Team Bad, Banks, Charlotte, and Becky would carry their feud into the reborn WWE Women's title at WrestleMania 32, with Charlotte winning the title. Charlotte's feud with Sasha continued into the summer, with Sasha teaming up with longtime rival Bailey to defeat Charlotte and Dana Brooke at Battleground. Today, this is, only, this is Charlotte's only pay-per-view defeat. On July 25th, the Monday following the second brand, brand extension, Charlotte defeated, Sasha defeated Charlotte for the WWE Women's title. She would hold it, hold it for all 27 days, losing it back to Charlotte at SummerSlam. After trying to win it back in a triple threat match at Clash of Champions, Sasha would regain the title, the rechristened Raw Women's title, as SmackDown would introduce their own version on October the 3rd. She would lose it again 27 days later in a Hell in a Cell match to Charlotte. I know this was the first women's match closed 
first saw the women's match closed the WWE pay-per-view event. Sasha would regain the title when she submitted Charlotte in a Falls Count Anywhere match on November the 28th. But as had been the case the two times prior, Sasha was losing her first pay-per-view defense to Charlotte, this time losing 3-2 in overtime in a 30-minute Iron Man match. Banks looked to congratulate Charlotte the next night on Raw, but was instead attacked by Nia Jax. Mercedes, who was a cousin of rapper Snoop Dogg, who performed a verse during Sasha's WrestleMania 32 entrance, enjoys K-pop music and loves anime Sailor Moon. Growing up, Mercedes watched all Japan women's wrestling. She cited her attendance as favorite wrestler as Eddie Guerrero, and was in the attendance for the Eddie Guerrero tribute show on Raw in March, November 2005. In a 2015 interview on Talk Jericho, Mercedes revealed that she was unaware that Eddie had died until she arrived in the building. Mercedes was selected as Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Woman of the Year for 2015 and had the publication's Match of the Year with Bailey. In 2016, she won the publication's Feud of the Year and was ranked the number two wrestler in the world in the PWI Female 500. Charlotte was number one. Mercedes is married to wrestler Sarapa Khan, a wrestler on the independent circuit, and he also makes, also wrestles as Mizaki, and also he's a costume designer for WWE, a couple married in August of 2016. We have a little bit more history here to, to provide to, to, to provide for you here tonight. Um, Uh, we have a, a somber anniversary here today, as uh, <clears throat> 25 years and a, and a day ago today, ladies and gentlemen, Andre Rene Rusimov, best known to millions as the legendary Andre the Giant, sadly died in his sleep of agri the the guy. Megalie in a hotel room in Paris, France. He was only 46 years old. Born to Bulgarian and Polish parents in Grenoble, France on May 19, 1946, Andre experienced symptoms of gigantism very early. At age 12, he was 6 foot 3, he weighed 240 pounds, so large he couldn't fit on the school bus. He was driven to school by neighbor and future Nobel Prize winner Samuel Beckett. Beckett bought some land in the early 1950s and built a cottage for himself with the help of Andre's father, Boris. Andre himself was a good student, but he felt a high school education wasn't necessary for a farm laborer, so he dropped out after eighth grade. Though he did farm labor, woodworking, and help manufacture engines for hay balers, it wasn't good enough for Andre. At age 17, Andre moved to Paris and was taught the art of professional wrestling. Billed as Guillaume Ferrer, he moonlighted as a wrestler while working as a mover to pay living expenses. He worked Paris and the surrounding areas before Canadian wrestler promoter Frank Vallos found Andre in 1966. He would become his business manager and advisor and would travel the world, making a name for himself in Europe, Australia, Africa, and Asia. It was while he was in Japan it was discovered that Andre was suffering from agromegalogy, a disorder where the anterior pituitary gland produces excessive growth hormone, 
causing severe disfigurement. The condition is often not diagnosed in its early stages. Rusimov was a regular in Montreal, selling out the Montreal form regularly, but the novelty wore off as a number of credible opponents dwindled. He occasionally wrestled for the AWA as a special attraction. Under the advice of WWF founder Vincent Mann Sr., just that Andre be a worldwide special attraction and book him as an immovable monster. He would avail- be available to any organization anywhere, but only for a guaranteed fee. Andre debuted for the WWF in 1973 and quickly became one of the most beloved baby faces in the sport. Though he was built as undefeated prior to his WrestleMania 3 match with Hulk Hogan, Andre had taken some losses, though there were few and far between. He was beaten by Chinek in 1984, submitted by Antonio Inoki in 1986, and went to one-hour calls with Harley Race and Nick Bockwinkle in world title belts. Andre also had a boxer versus wrestler win over Chuck Webner, who was the inspiration of the Rocky film series in 1976. Andre's biggest feuds came against Hulk Hogan, which spanned two continents. Killer Khan, which culminated in a stretcher match in November 1981, and Big John Studd, which culminated in a $15,000 body slam match at the inaugural WrestleMania. Though Andre won the match, he never got his reward as he had the bag stolen from him as he was throwing cash to the fans. Next WrestleMania, he won a 20-man battle royal featuring WWF wrestlers and top stars from the NFL. Around the time of Andre's feud with King Tom Bundy, he would score a part in the film The Princess Bride. It was also around that time that his condition was taking a toll on his, on his physical health. Upon his return from filming, Andre wore a mask and wrestled briefly, briefly as Giant Machine as part of the machine's stable. Though Bobby Heenan, Stud, and Bundy tried to prove Andre the Giant and Giant Machine were one and the same, they could not and the indefinitely suspended Andre the Giant was reinstated. Amazingly, it would be Heenan that managed Andre the Giant for the biggest feud of his career. Hulk Hogan, um, this. It began over jealousy that Andre received a smaller trophy for never being pinned or made the cement in in a WWF ring, while Hogan received a larger trophy for his three-year run as WWF champion. Andre, at the behest of Heaton, challenged Hogan to a WWF title match, then proceeded to rip Hogan's T-shirt and crucifix. Andre also ripped into Hogan's skin a bit, and as a fingernail scratch caused Hogan to bleed. Though Andre gained a psychological advantage by eliminating Hogan in a battle royal just weeks before WrestleMania three, a battle royal that was won by Hercules, it was Hogan who would body slam the giant en route to Andre's first pinfall loss in the WWF ring. Famously, Andre, who was at the time 520 pounds, wore a back brace covered by his wrestling singlet. It wouldn't be the first time Hogan slammed Andre. Andre was slammed by Danny Hugh Hogan in the summer of 1980. Harley Race, Race, El Kinnick, and Stan Stan Hansen also slammed the giant at one point. The Andre Hogan feud would continue the following year. On the first episode of the main event of the main event in February 1988, Andre defeated Hogan with the help of some shady refereeing to win his first and only WWF title, which Andre almost immediately sold to Ted DiBiase. That title change was made null and void, and the title made vacant to WrestleMania 4. 
For both Hogan and Andre eliminated each other. The double DQ. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they both had a say in the final match as Randy Savage, with Hogan's help, went on to defeat DiBiase to win the WWF title. The feud came to an end when Hogan and Savage, known as the Mega Powers, defeated Andre the Giant and DiBiase, because it was known as the Mega Bucks. Andre was defeated with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Jake Sonny Roberts, Big John Studd, and the Ultimate Warrior throughout late 1988 and most of 1989. Late in the year, Andre, along with Haku, known as the Colossal Formation, won the tag team titles from Demolition. The two would hold the titles from mid-December to WrestleMania 6 in April 1990. Post-match, Heenan berated Andre, but Andre responded with a huge slap to the face. With his health declining, Andre's appearances became more and more sporadic until SummerSlam 91, which was his final WWF TV appearance. His last appearance came at a house show in his hometown of Paris in October. Andre's last TV appearance came for WCW in a brief interview in September of 1992 at Clash of the Champions 20. Andre's final in-ring appearances were for All Japan Wrestling in the early 1990s and for Mexico's Universal Wrestling Association in April and May 1992. His final match came for All Japan in 1992. Ruth Smith has been called by those around him among the most gentile and generous people they've known. One story said Arnold Schwarzenegger tried to pay for a meal but Andre insisted so much that he carried him out of the restaurant and put him on top of his car. <laughs> he was also the unofficial world's greatest drunk. Legend has it that he can yeah, he consumed over 1,100 sitting on. He was also, yeah, Legend has it that he over 100 sitting on multiple occasions. Sadly, Rusimov died in his sleep of congestive heart failure in a hotel room in Paris. He was there to attend his father's funeral. His body was cremated and his ashes spread at his ranch in Elabine, North Carolina. Let's see. He left a lasting legacy after his death. The year of his death, Andre the Giant was the first inducting into the then WWF Hall of Fame. He served as the inspiration, the the Obey brand, and the 1998 movie My Giant, written by Billy Crystal. A biographical video was released in the, by WWE in 05 based on his life, a reissue of a 1985 video cassette. A graphic novel, Under the Giant, My Life and the Legend, has been released, was released last year. WrestleMania 30. <clears throat> A battle royal was conducted with the winner, with Cesaro, getting the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy. Andre is also a charter member of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame class in 1996, the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame class in 2002, and the Stampede Wrestling Hall of Fame. He is personally honored by Pro Wrestling Illustrated with the Editor's Award in 1993, and was as the greatest wrestler of the PWI years in 2003. Let's 
Three years ago, and a day today, following a meeting with Vincent Mann and Triple H, prior to Raw, CM Punk left WWE. Punk was finally opened up by his leaving the company on Thanksgiving as a guest of the Art of Wrestling podcast with Colt Cabana. He will announce his retirement from pro wrestling days later and sign with the UFC. Uh, 20... Twenty-seven years ago today... Which put it in 1990, 1991. WWF taped the final edition of the main event, the Friday night version of the long-running Saturday night series of the same name in the Making Coliseum in Macon, Georgia. The show did a respectable, respectable 6.7 rating, but it was a far cry. But it was a far cry. It was debut episode three years earlier, which did a 15.2 rating. Of note, when the show aired on February the 1st, it was announced that Hulk Hogan would face Sergeant Slaughter at WrestleMania 7 for the WWF title. Also of note, during the same taping, William Moody, of course best known as Paul Bear, would make his WWF debut. And here are the matches that took place at this event. Hulk Hogan and Tugboat defeated the team of Dino Bravo and Earthquake. Jim Duggan defeated Sergeant Sauter by DQ in a WWF title match. And the Legion of Doom, Animal and Hawk, defeated the Orient Express, Kato, and Tanaka. Sixteen years ago today, I put it at 2002, on Raw, Vince McMahon revealed that should Ric Flair refuse to sell his half of the WWF to him, he would bring in the NWO at the next pay-per-view entitled no way out. Folks are just one second. This will be the first mention of the infamous WCW faction on WWF programming since the sale of the former companies of WCW to the WWF. Surely enough, a few weeks later, Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash all returned to the WWF at no way out. Let's see. Uh, 11 years ago today, I put it in 2007, WWE presented Royal Rumble from the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. 13,500 people were in attendance with 491,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 550,000 homes for the 2006 edition. In a dark match at this event, JTG defeated Lance Cade. And here are the other matches that took place. The Hardys, Jeff and Matt, defeated MNM, Joey Mercury, and Johnny Nitro. Bobby Lashley defeated Tess to retain the ECW title. Batista defeated Mr. Kennedy to retain the World Heavyweight title, and John Cena defeated Umaga in the last man standing match to retain the WWE title. Also, The Undertaker last eliminated Shawn Michaels to win the Royal Rumble match. For just one second. And here are the results of the 2007 Royal Rumble match. Ric Flair was number one. He was eliminated by Edge. 
<clears throat> number two was Finley. He was eliminated by Shawn Michaels. Number three was Kenny Dykstra. was eliminated by Edge. Number four was Matt Hardy. He was eliminated by Randy Orton. Number five was Edge. He was eliminated by Shawn Michaels. Number six was Tommy Dreamer. He was, and number seven was Sabu. Both were eliminated by Kane. Number eight was Gregory Helms. He was eliminated by Booker T, or at the time, King Booker. Number nine was Shelton Benjamin. He was eliminated by Shawn Michaels. Number 10 was Kane. He was eliminated by Booker T. Number 11 was CM Punk. He was eliminated by the great Kali. Number 12 was King Booker. He was eliminated by Kane. Number 13 was Super Crazy. He was eliminated by Randy Orton and Edge. Number 14 was Jeff Hardy, who was eliminated by Edge. Excuse me. Number 15 was the Sandman, who was eliminated by King Booker. Number 16 was Randy Orton, who was eliminated by Shawn Michaels. Number 17 was Chris Benoit, who was eliminated by Kali. Number 18 was RVD, who was also eliminated by Kali. Number 19 was Viscera, who was eliminated by RVD, Edge, CM Punk, Chris Benoit, Johnny Nitro, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Hardcore Holly, and Kevin Thorne. Number 20 is Johnny Nitro, who was eliminated by Benoit. Number 21 is Kevin Thorne, who was eliminated by, also by Benoit. Number 22 is Hardcore Holly, who was eliminated by Kali. Number 23 was Shawn Michaels, who was eliminated by The Undertaker. Number 24 is Chris Masters, who was eliminated by RVD. Number 25 is Chavo Guerrero, who was eliminated by The Great Kali. Number 26 was MVP, who was eliminated by The Undertaker. Number 27 was Carlito, who was also eliminated by Kali. Number 28 was the great Kali, who was eliminated by The Undertaker. Number 29 was The Miz, who was eliminated by Kali. And number 30 was The Undertaker, who won the event. And several notes about the 07 Royal Rumble. The eight-man effort to eliminate Viscera is the most for a single elimination in Royal Rumble history, breaking the old record of seven men needed to eliminate Mabel. Yes, that means that Nelson Frazier Jr., the man behind both Mabel and Viscera, has held the record since 1994. Second note, Glenn Jacobs, who, was, of course, is known as Kane, made his 11th Royal Rumble appearance, including nine in a row. Both would be new Royal Rumble records. And the, and the last note, the Undertaker became the first man to win the Royal Rumble, number 30 slot. It was done again the next year by John Cena, but it has not been done since that time. And, of course, we, mentioned, we also mentioned some birthdays as well. So there you have it there, folks, with our wrestling history and birthdays here today, January the 27th. Let's take care of this one more time. 1724-444-7444. Call ID 141364-POUND. This is Saturday, January 27th, 2018. This is WWS Power Hour, episode number 90. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with, on, on the line here with you. Still finding a little bit solo here. But we will still continue on. We know I know it's past the six o'clock hour, but we will continue to uh, move move forward here, folks. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's give you a first of all, give you a rundown here as, as best as possible here for all of our shows here over the past week here in the WWS Radio Network, uh, WWS Raw Radio, of course. Uh, the JD and the gang did talk about, of course, what took, what took place on Raw, about what they thought would take place, of course, on Raw 25. Also, of course, the latest wrestling news and views, and John did bring you the wrestling history and birthdays for this past weekend, and also, of course, for Monday, 
Uh, also, they gave their thoughts and opinions, and I even jumped on for a short time and gave my opinions as well as to who I think will, I think would be the main event of Raw 25. Uh, but all on Raw Radio was a good show, and more about what will take place on Raw Radio this coming Monday afternoon. Of course, we'll do we'll take care of our promo tomorrow evening. <clears throat> Next up here, of course, uh, on Tuesday here, our Double Dose Part 1 of, of course, WWS Wrestling Revisited. I am not sure what the subject was on this past uh, Tuesday, Tuesday evening, but it was, like I said, a good, a good program here. Sure, there was a great wrestling moment discussed as well as some thoughts about what took place on Raw 25 this past Monday. But Wrestling Revisited will be back on next Tuesday night and more about that during our promo uh, tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I was back on with WWS Revolution this past Tuesday night. <clears throat> as, of course, J.D. did bring us our wrestling news and views for the night. John did bring us some, bring us our wrestling history and birthdays for the evening as well. Also, of course, uh, we, uh, also I will also make a note that we have started making announcements about uh, about uh, this, about yesterday. Of course, we would make our our last night we made our official. Um, and I'll explain a little bit further. I made the announcement that, that we were going to make our. Uh, Announcement about the about the inductions for the 2018 Hall of Fame, um, but uh, let's see here. Uh, we also had, uh, like I said, a lot of, lot of fun things to talk about here as well, um, including, of course, like I said, some wrestling extras as well. Tuesday's Revolution, of course, we'll have a lot to talk about here uh, <clears throat> coming up here this coming up here this Tuesday night when we, of course, on in addition to our, the results of this coming, and of course I'll say a little bit more about this tomorrow night, but I will emphasize that we will only talk about the Raw matches that took place, that will take place at the Royal Rumble. Uh, <clears throat> tomorrow night we'll talk about that on the Tuesday edition of Revolution. So, But more on that here during our promo tomorrow night. Uh, next up here, of course, we did, of course, we, of course, we had a, uh, we, we did have a, of course, outside the ropes, myself, JD, and John. We did have a couple of, uh, of rounds of uh, movie trivia in addition to our pop culture news as well uh, for myself and JD. Uh, <clears throat> all in all, a great show indeed, and uh, more discussions indeed on your, on the next next round of of. On the pop culture scene, of course, and outside the ropes coming up here during our promo tomorrow night. Uh, next up, of course, WWS Wrestling Debate. I'm not sure what was all discussed, but I'm sure more talk about Raw and SmackDown as well. And, of course, more talk about the Royal Rumble was also, I'm sure, at hand as well. But I'm sure it was a great show. And more we'll talk about Wrestling Debate uh, next week, of course, during our promo tomorrow night. Uh, this, of course, this past Wednesday, of course, Revolution, uh, we did talk about, of course, we did give you some more wrestling news and views and also history and birthdays. There was a lot of, there was a lot of big time talk and discussion indeed about, of course, the Royal Rumble, as well as, of course, our thoughts and opinions about what took place on SmackDown this past Tuesday, of course, with a lot of implications for the Royal Rumble going into effect there as well. Uh, <clears throat> We started hearing the talk about the deal with Enzo Amore situation that happened with him. That was kind of a a low blow here. I mean, 
but of course we all felt that this may kind of kind of start perking up the cruiserweight division and all with him with Enzo Amore now pretty much out of the picture. So we'll have to wait and see what happens on that. But I don't know Wednesday Revolution was was very good indeed. And we'll talk more about that during our promo tomorrow evening as well. And of course this past Thursday night of course was NWO Wolfpack. We did of course have our had the latest wrestling news and views in history and birthdays. We also had a few little wrestling extras uh, come your way there as well. And of course also we did we did of course start hyping up the inductions for the Hall of Fame as well. But all in all, Wolfpack was indeed a great show. And we'll talk more about what will take place next week during our promo tomorrow night. Last night's edition of Revolution, um, we were hoping to have, of course, a trivia championship matchup here last night between the Iceman, Jared D. Geraldo, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. But uh, due, I think due to a conflict on Michelle's part, we were unable to have that match. So <clears throat> so we, I have been informed um, that a meeting has been taking place between J.D. and Michelle. And I have been told that that match will take place tomorrow, I mean, I'm sorry, Tuesday evening on Revolution. So we will we will keep everybody informed of that <clears throat> whenever the time whenever the time comes indeed. <clears throat> but uh, but we did of course announce of course we did of course last night in addition to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays here, we also did officially make the announcement of our inductees in the two thousand eighteen Hall of Fame. Uh, of course as as you did here last night, um the rattlesnake and Neil Patel uh, the Wolf Queen, Pam Jones, um, Heavy Metal, Troy Jones, uh, MLD's son, Caleb, and also in our celebrity wing, a wrestling manager, uh, Sonny Ono, was inducted into our Hall of Fame here last night. And of course, with extending congratulations. Uh, this afternoon, uh, this morning, I did also post that in our WWS Hall of Fame page. If you'd like to go and read that, it's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS greatest. If you want to uh, take a gander, it's now the new pinned post on the Hall of Fame group page. So, all in all, uh, uh, it was a great week here in the radio network. We tend to have another good one here. Of course, was, of course, this coming week here, big time discussion obviously will be the Royal Rumble. And like I said, more emphasis on what we will be talking about during our shows here this coming week here in the radio network. Uh, let us see if, uh, and of course, unfortunately, right now we don't have any. We don't have any. Um, we can't bring you any stats because we don't have any to. Don't have any officially to bring you because right now uh, there's something wrong with that. They have not been able to update that as of yet. It seems. So I just. So what we'll do is, like I said, if we have. Let me see if we have a. Let me see if we have at least one or two. Let's see. All right. Um, we'll bring a couple here. Uh, just a couple of things from Joseph Lee here at 411 Mania. We thank 411 Mania for allowing us to read their stories on our shows each and every week here in the WS Radio Network. Some WWE news here going on from Joseph Lee. 
Another recent WWE signing spotted in Philadelphia, and some possible spoilers here, plus WWE superstars taking over New York City, and the Boston Red Sox is planning a WWE night. Rockstar Spud, who recently signed with WWE is expect- and is expected to join 205 Live, has been spotted in Philadelphia. He's posted a picture, a photo of himself at the Benjamin Franklin Bridge on Twitter. And all he said was, I appreciate this bridge. There's a picture there. Go check out his Twitter account right there if you want to look at that picture. WWE has posted a clip of multiple stars, including Sasha Banks, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon, going to various places in New York to promote Raw 25. And the Boston Red Sox will hold a WWE night on July 11th for their game with the Texas Rangers. A special ticket will be sold to fans in a WWE-themed bobblehead for attending. So if you're in the Boston area, you will see that game during so see that game this summer here, folks. You know, you could get yourself a very sweet WWE bobblehead. Uh and of course, um, <clears throat> Joseph Lee brings us a story right here. Photo of huge WWE star in town for Royal Rumble. Like says, impossible spoilers here. Uh, let's see what we have. This is right here. As what well, as four eleven many reported earlier today, the Undertaker and Michelle McCool were spotted in Philadelphia, the host city for tomorrow night's Royal Rumble event. It is believed that the Undertaker may make an appearance during the men's Royal Rumble match. If you wanted more proof that the Undertaker is in Philly, a photo of him with the Rocky statue has, has arrived online, uh, posted from at I, I'm the one and only Oz, who person's name is really JD, not our JD, but somebody. So, uh, so there, you, there you have it there. If you, uh, uh, let's see here. And one quick announcement here, of course, as you know, the Miz is is uh, his real life wife, Maurice, is scheduled to uh, have, of course, have their first child coming up here really, really soon. Uh, some WWE news right here: the Miz posts the first family photo. A look at the covers for the uh, for an upcoming WWE comic, and Bruce Prichard thinks there will be an XFL network. Hmm. Uh, the at Mike the Miz at Mike the Miz today has posted a photo of himself, his wife Maurice, and their unborn baby on Twitter. Uh says their first family photo, the hashtag it couple is going to be the hashtag it parents. There's a picture there on their Twitter page if you want to take a look at that. And also WWE.com has a new article looking at the various covers for upcoming WWE comics from Boom Studios. There's one that includes the one one with Bailey and Alexa Bliss. So if you want to check out that picture, check that out on WWE.com as well. And also Fox Business has a story about the return of the XFL with comments from former WWE executive Bruce Pritchard. He hinted that Vince McMahon could create an XFL network similar to the WWE network. Bruce Pritchard said this, I believe by the time 2020 comes around, you will have an XFL network where you can see all things XFL and enjoy it. enjoy it how you, the fan, want to enjoy it. So, folks, uh, there you have it. There were some some interesting stories here popping up here, of course, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. 
on that note here, folks, uh, that's all we've got going on here today. I don't think anyone's going to be able to make it on here this evening. So uh, I do want to thank everyone for listening in here tonight. And, uh, of course, I want everyone to also keep in mind that we're not sure, of course, if we're going to have a a show talking about the NXT um, about the NXT sh- uh, takeover show tonight or not. I have not heard anything. Um, but, um, but if there is, we'll, they'll, they'll definitely be on. And, and, uh, and we'll definitely keep you informed about that as, as best as we can. Also, of course, so don't forget Sunday afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, Remember, the time has been moved from 5 o'clock to 4 o'clock of our <clears throat> prediction show for the 2018 Royal Rumble, where, of course, we will be talking about, you know, the legend, all the matchups here, giving our opinions here. We hope to hear from King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, and the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, to give us, to give us their thoughts and opinions, and I will give mine as well for, for primarily the uh, Royal Rumble match. Um, I was hoping to hear from them, of course, to give their, get their take about what they think about the NXT show, and we're not, and we're not, sh- and we're not sure. Like I said, um, of, uh, of, of we didn't get an opportunity to get their thoughts and opinions at all. Um, but uh, hopefully, we'll get MLDs and GTS's thoughts as well as well as, of course, Ann's. And I will leave mine as well during our prediction show tomorrow afternoon. Well, actually, a special edition of Revolution tomorrow at 5 o'clock. It's at 4 o'clock. Um, of course, 138055-pound, as we will talk about, of course, the Royal Rumble. Because the reason, my, reason for the time change is because I was, just, I was just told last night that the prediction show, that the pre-show for the Royal Rumble is going to start at 5 o'clock Eastern. So with, the, with our show and that going at the same time, it wouldn't work. So we're going to move it up an hour to 4 o'clock. That way you'll be able to listen to our show, and then you'll be able to catch everything, the pre-show, and everything going on with the Royal Rumble tomorrow night. On that note here, folks, please enjoy the WWE Royal Rumble tomorrow. <clears throat> and on behalf of everyone, of course, involved in the panel, way too tough to handle WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. WWS Chad Henshaw saying thank you very much for joining us here this, this for episode 90 of Power Hour. And we'll be back on we to review all the shows this coming week here in here in the WWS Radio Network. Power Hour is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on, on TalkShoot.com. But we are two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your, your wrestling and pop culture connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring and, of course, also on the red carpet. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network, right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone, and have a terrific evening. Good night, everyone.